Hi, hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. It's Thanksgiving dinner right now, right? Or no, the day after Thanksgiving dinner, right? Black Friday. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what space and time are at this point in my life. I get that. <laughs> I literally woke up this morning and I was like, it's Sunday. It's not Sunday. I know. I feel like it's the weekend, too. It feels like the weekend. It it really does. It doesn't doesn't feel like a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, right? Yeah. God, I my my last two brain cells are literally on their last legs at this point in my life, and I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> I get that. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grim. Okay, so should I just get right into the story? Yeah. Okay, so um, this week we're going to be talking about the World's End murders, which... Wait, what are the World's End murders? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that, isn't that kind of a crazy title for this story? Sounds apocalyptic. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to set the scene for you a little bit. So it's, I'm ready. The, the story takes place in 1977. And um, basically, this period in Edinburgh, it's there aren't many places for just like a couple of young girls to go on a night out. Like, there are no, you know, like high end bars, with, like bouncers at the door, and like oh, um, okay. CCTV footage, you know. So oh, it's kind of yeah. just like a very secluded world. And um, this this world also has uh, low wages, which oh. like big mood. <laughs> I feel that. (laughs) Um, So, you know, if you're working on, like, like minimum wage, you really couldn't have afforded, like, a full meal in a restaurant at this time if you Uh, wanted to go out. So it was, like, go out for, like, cheap drinks and food. Yeah, so um, there is a street. I don't know if I mentioned it before. It's called the Royal Mile. It's It runs parallel to Princess Street, and Princess Street is where, like, all the big shops are and stuff. Um, at this time, it's also where the Christmas market is, and that is currently my favorite place. Yeah, that sounds fun fact. It is. It's literally the best. Like you, you go there and you just feel like it's Christmas. I'm so jealous. It's, it's so cute. And like, my favorite thing is walking by all of the stalls and also seeing all the food that I want to eat, but I really shouldn't. (laughs) Um, just yeah. like, I feel like it would make you get into the Christmas spirit, you know? It really does. It I feel like feels... it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm it's, it's super cute. And I need to go, like, I haven't bought any food at the market, and it's really upsetting because all the food <laughs> smells so good. You gotta get on that, man. I know, I really do, don't I? Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Princess Street is, it's parallel to the Royal Mile, and the Royal Mile is kind of like, um, I want to say, like, more touristy kind of shops. Like, you'll see a lot of, like, the here's where you buy souvenirs and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but it's nice. It's sweet. That's where, like, all the you, – you hear a lot of, like, bagpipers and stuff, like, playing on the streets. Ooh, so, that's fun. It, it's, it's nice to walk down, I will say. Um, but at this point in time, the bars on the Royal Mile were – um, a, a lot of these articles describe them as basic with like wooden stools and striped f- floorboards and what they call so, like, real ale. So like, kind of gross. I think they're just like quaint. 
Oh, okay. You know, like what you'd what you'd like if you walked into a bar now and you saw that, you'd be like, "Oh, this is like an old timey bar." Okay. Yeah, but they yeah, so it's like um, nothing is like fancy. Like it's it's not like a fancy place. So um, the closest thing apparently that you could find in one of these bars was like half a pint of snake bite, which I had to research to yeah, figure out what, what is it that? is. <laughs> it's um, like a drink that's equal parts Jaeger and cider. So I mean, interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's called a snake bite, really, but it is. And um, yeah, honestly, and apparently, like it's a danger. Honestly, yeah, at this point, like you're in the wild west, snake bite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, not fancy, but like it's fine for a night out if you're broke. Yeah, which like mood I feel that. <laughs> um, so. Christine Edie and Helen Scott are 17 years old at the time, and they decided to go on a night out with some friends on October 15th, 1977. And I just want to point out that I, when I was researching this story, I literally texted my friend who's studying law, and I'm like, hey, what were the drinking laws in 1977? And she was like, how am I supposed to know that, Sonia? You're an idiot. <laughs> Did you know? Because <laughs> no, I was I like, well, they're, they're 17 years old and they're going out to a bar. so I'm assuming, And it's 1977. So I'm assuming that, like, the drinking laws are, like, kind of chill. Because, like, here, yeah, probably. you have to be 18 to be, or older. It used to be 18 in America. So yeah. it probably used to be lower in Europe, yeah. I'm guessing. Maybe. That's what I'm know. assuming. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. But she, she was really like, Sonia, what the hell? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, you tried. This is, <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you're friends with me. I'll, like, text you randomly and be like, hey, what were the drinking laws in 1977? I love it. Yeah. A fun time. <laughs> Can you imagine being her and just, like, getting a text? No context. What were the drinking laws in 1977? <laughs> Yeah, it'd be yeah. a little concerning. Like, are you trying to time travel or something? <laughs> yes. Um, no, I'm <laughs> just, just kidding. I don't drink. drink. Just to drink for the next month until you turn 18. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yes. Okay, so Christine and Helen both knew each other from high school. They went to Fairhill High School. And it's um, apparently it's a secondary st- uh, state secondary school located in the southwest of Edinburgh. Wait, how old in are they now? 17. Okay. Wait, so, but they're out of high school? Or are they still in high school? I think they just, like, got out of high school. They're, like, okay. I, okay, Christine, I'm... So based on the information that I've I've read about them, it looks like Helen dropped out and Christine is still there. Okay. No, just kidding. Christine dropped out and Helen's still there. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> um. So they... A group of friends, they went to a couple bars on the Royal Mile, and then they ended up at the World's End pub. And, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Small tangent. So, um, the pub is called World's End because of, like, because of the city walls that once surrounded Edinburgh, because, like, in the 16th century, there was something called the Battle of Flodden, and um, it was, like, Scotland's defeat by the English, so Edinburgh had to, like, put up walls for protection. So oh, okay. the so gates was it, was it no, what? Continue. <laughs> um, okay, the gates to the city they like formed part of the wall, and that that part was like right outside the pub. And um, apparently, there are brass cobbles in the road outside the pub that like represent the exact location of the gates, which oh, I fun. thought was kind of wild, right? Like it's like, look at that history. 
Yeah, I was gonna um, say it's like you can kind of like imagine what it used to be. Yeah, I I always love that. Like when you're walking someplace and then like there are like plaques or whatever that's like this is what happened yeah. here. Like the, I think that's really cool. Um, what is it in Boston where like you follow like the, the bricks, oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. The, I know what you're talking called? about I cannot remember but I I, I well, know what you're talking now about. I sound stupid. <laughs> oh god, I love like yell it out later. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah so but in this the the time after this battle of Flodden, the um people of edinburgh were like they basically were like the world outside the gates is no longer theirs because like it's mm-hmm. their defeat by the english so they called it the world's end pub because they were like the world is ending oh okay yeah um that's sad <laughs> it really dark. is isn't it <laughs> yeah um and the edinburgh news like that's the, the newspaper i'm i need so much help um they said that the name world's end is like synonymous with quote the snuffing out of innocence dark unworldly <laughs> deeds of violence and pure evil end quote because of what Fun. happened here so like a light night out yeah you know, like, basically fun. really really fun a fun time <laughs> just go there if you want some casual casual fun times yeah yeah just don't think about the name <laughs> Um, and apparently there's also a sign like in the pub that was there at this time in 1977 that says behind these walls behind these walls is the world's end and like if that isn't foreshadowing I don't know what is oh yeah that's yeah like that sounds like something that would like be in a horror movie or something honestly like the the intro scene yeah terrible yeah awful um, okay, so Helen lived on Swan Spring Avenue, and on this night, she told her parents, Moraine and Margaret Scott, that she was going out and that she wouldn't be back by 11.30. And um, according to her parents, like, she wasn't the type of person to come home late. So, like, she was, she was like, the responsible kind. So it was, like, unusual for her? Yeah, so if she, like, gave a time, apparently she'd be home by that time. And, um, Chris... Oh, wait, so she said she would be home by 11.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be okay, home so by Okay, so for some reason I, I heard that she wouldn't be home by oh. 11.30. Okay. <laughs> That's not a specific time, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, I, I'm not going to be home by 11.30. Just, you Just know, sleep. that one time. I'm not going to be home by that time. Could be, like, a minute after. Before. Yeah, it's not it could be 11.31. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Christine was the one who left school at 16 to work in a surveyor's office. And what, what a- according to Google, it, it's someone who surveys, especially land oh. or, like, boats. Okay. So. Interesting. <laughs> take what you will from that. Um, I will. <laughs> and she was sharing a flat in Abbey Hill with a friend called Tony Whale. And um, Tony was 29. I like his last name. See, that's the thing. I'm, I literally, I can't find a picture of Tony, but I think Tony is female because it's, oh, it's spelled okay. T-O-N-I. Did I just assume his gender? Her no, gender? see, I, I would have too. I, I'm assuming right now, but yeah, we'll call I was, they. okay. <laughs> uh, I like their last name. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so Helen was bef- on this night before they met up, they uh, Helen went to the Mount Royal Hotel on Princess Street to meet up with another friend, Jacqueline Inglet, in Ingles, Ingles, um, and they went to get a drink before they joined Tony and Christine at a different bar called like, oh God, I'm butchering names, um, <laughs> Grosvenor 
I think that's what, how you say it. It's like Sounds another like bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing this is like pre's because like oh, okay. alcohol Wait, is expensive. Wait, pre's is pre-gaming, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Li- yeah. A little bit of a I'm tangent. It is. But what I've realized here is that like I used to think when I first came here, I was like, why are you calling it pre's? That's so stupid. And then the other day someone said pre-gaming and I was like, what is pre-gaming? <laughs> I just thought that was so, like my entire mindset was like shifted. Yeah, yeah. Full one eighty. <laughs> basically, it's kind of wild. Um, yeah. So this big group of people they went to a few different pubs before they ended up at the World's End, and apparently when they got to the pub, it was like really packed. So they got like the last few seats, and with those few seats, they also got the eye of a couple of men at the bar. Oh. Um, was it annoying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> so one of those men was called August Angus. Oh my god, I can't read. Angus say, Sinclair. They're gonna say Augustine. I was gonna be triggered. <laughs> I have to read Saint Augustine's The Confessions right now, and it's literally like the worst thing I've ever read. Is this for religion class? Yeah. Don't go to Catholic school, guys. Wait. What is? What is he confessing? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's literally just a whole book of him confessing, and then, like, every other paragraph is like, bless you, God, you're amazing. (laughs) Like, oh my God. It's, I love it. It's amazing. It's my favorite book. I think he needs to write a book called Maddie's The Confessions, and it just needs to be about serial killers. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Um, Watch out for that, guys. New York yeah. Times bestseller. Oh, 100%. I'd buy it. I think it'd be good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I have one buyer. <laughs> yes. So, uh, where was I? Yes. Angus Sinclair. And uh, apparently he was very familiar with the Royal Mile on the, and the pubs on the Royal Mile because he lived in Hill Place, which is just off of Nicholson Street, for a few years. And um, he lived there after he served time for brutally killing a little girl by strangling her with the inner tube of a bicycle tire. Oh, good. So he's not in jail. Yeah, he's out of jail. <laughs> Perfect. <What? laughs> and he was with his brother-in-law, Gordon Hamilton, at the time. And apparently, he, so he was younger than Gordon. Apparently he looked up to Gordon because of Gordon's, like, they just, I don't know, I guess he was, like, buff and stuff? I, I, I don't know. But he looked up to Gordon, um... Yeah, so they were there. They they apparently liked what Christine and Helen were looking like. Oh, no. And um this is not a good you, I guess you can you can probably guess what happens after this. Um yeah. So Christine and Helen's friends, they you know, they they had gone to a bunch of different pubs. They ended up at the World's End and they were like, you know, let's move on. Let's go to a house party. And Christine and Helen decided not to go. They decided to leave with oh, no. said two men. And um, oh. so we do know that they actually, that they did leave with these two men at around 11.15 because when they were walking outside, Christine stumbled. And um, when it, there was like police constable John Rafferty. He was passing by and he paused to help Helen help Christine to her feet. And then okay. later he said that he did look back and like he saw them disappearing into the mist with two men. And he would later identify one of them as almost certainly um, Angus Sinclair. 
So after this event, they disappeared into the mist. It took them basically 40 years to figure out what happened that night because they were 40 years, four zero, four zero. Yep. To really figure out what happened because they went missing. Right. And then by Sunday morning, alarm bells were ringing for all of these parents so yeah. um, Helen's mother called Jacqueline, who was the friend that Helen met on Princess Street before they went to the bar, um, to see if Helen slept at her house. And Jacqueline was like, no, she she didn't sleep at my house. And then she joined um, Helen's mother and father at Christine's flat, where Tony was like, yeah, neither of the girls came home at night. Oh, no. um, and then they called the police at cross at Causeway, um, Causeway side to report that Helen was missing. And then they like couldn't do anything. They just had to wait. Um, and then, so they ended up getting a call back from the police and they got really terrible news, like news that I'd expect no one would ever want to hear ever. Um, basically there was a couple who was like walking in the morning and they discovered their bodies. Um, and that ruins your morning. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so they basically said that Christine was found, she was like, beat up and was strangled by her own tights and um, pants were stuffed in her mouth and her bra was wrapped around her head. How much later was this from when they disappeared? This was on, this was the morning after. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Christine was discovered in the morning and then four hours later, they discovered Helen's body on a farm like six miles away. Oh, they were separate? Yeah. They were, they were six miles apart and um helen was also beaten strangled and was partially naked and her jeans shoes and handbag they were all missing um and basically the immediate speculation was that it wasn't one person who did these terrible things to these poor girls um it was two people and it, it was because they they speculated that because there were different like knots used to tie the the hand like their hands behind oh. their backs so they were like it's got to be two different people like one person wouldn't do yeah two different knots right yeah yeah so um police they they responded to this with like a massive manhunt they set up roadblocks and since it was 1977 they're like private soldiers who are called squatties that were in the area. Yeah. Squatties or squatties? With two Ds, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I could not tell you what that meant, but um, <laughs> apparently they... They're part of the squad, you know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, but they were, like, interrogated. I don't want to say interrogated. They were questioned. Um, people at the World's End that night, they were, like, tracked down and questioned and stuff like that, and... Um, you know it's 1977 they they really didn't have the technology that we have now so it was like they they couldn't really do much you know like if you find dna now it's like you can you can use that to yeah yeah. so um i'm guessing from like later on news that they did end up collecting evidence and like something that had dna on it um but during this time in 1977 it was like Basically, you had a paper, you had a pen, and you had, like, a filing cabinet. And um, 
they did a total of 150,000 interviews on oh my god 24,000 pages of statements wow and they mentioned that there were dozens and dozens of false leads um like 30 anonymous letters suggesting like possible suspects and then each of these letters had to be followed up like each of these leads had to be followed up even if they were false yeah. you know you have to you have to go just through that yeah, just yeah. in case exactly but nothing came of it and the case eventually went cold um yeah so in 1997 this was 20 years later the Lothian and Borders Police like cold case unit they were like we gotta look into this case because there's there are now improvements in DNA profiling technology that sounds like such uh, a hard job, though, by the way, like, to be in the cold case unit. Exactly. It must be so awful because, like, evidence deteriorates. Yeah. And, like, know? if you couldn't solve it, like, then when all when everything was, like, you know, like, I yeah, feel like... Yeah, how are you supposed to get people to remember yeah, that? Yeah, how are you supposed to... Yeah. That's exactly. so hard. Um, yeah. Just, I, I could not imagine, like, the the disappointment that comes with that job when you look at a cold yeah. case and you give Honestly. the people hope, you know, like... Yeah, that's true. You're going to be like, yeah, we're looking into this case again. And then people are going to be like, they might solve it. And then, you know, it's a cold case. Like, chances of being solved are slim to none, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But these guys got lucky. They had isolated DNA samples on both people. So they, and then they, apparently they had 500 original suspects. I'm guessing oh from God, all of the, the false suspect. leads and, like, the non, like the uh, letters and stuff yeah. like that, all of these people. Yeah, so they, they analyzed the DNA, like, all of these suspects, and, like, there was no conclusive match. You know, like, you know when we, um, we, we talked about DNA in current topics, right? Mm-hmm. So you can always get, like, like, with paternity tests and stuff like that, you get, like, partial matches, you know, because, like, yeah. you'd be looking at two different sets of DNA. Like, even here, it's, like, things are similar, in all of our genomes, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but when you, know, you look at it, like, you need, like, a conclusive match. They didn't find anything that was, like, yes, this is 100%. The yeah. Oh, my God. No people. Um, and then on October 8th, 2003, the incident team at Lothian and Borders Police, they got, like, a phone call from a man who, was, who claimed that he was walking near Gosford Bay on the night of the murders in 1977, and that he saw a suspicious vehicle, and that said suspicious vehicle was a van being driven erratically. And um, Wait, he remembers this all the way. Twenty years later, he didn't come forward oh, wow. with this information. During the initial investigation in 1977, he came forward with it twenty years later. I would never which, remember that. Ex- exactly. Like how? Why didn't he come forward with this with it sooner? Yeah, like, that that's just true. Seems kind of sketchy. Um, yeah. Yeah, but on October 15th, they ended up, uh, at the same year, 2003, they enlisted the help of the Forensic Science Service to try and determine the, the identity of, of the person whose DNA sample they had. And um, apparently the unknown sample partially matched over 200 people in the National DNA Database. But again, like, partial match, like, you need it. Yeah. Like, that's not conclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this this entire search took over thirty seven years and like hours and hours and thousands of interviews. Um, yeah, but wow. you know, as I mentioned before, Angus Angus Sinclair, um, he he doesn't get away with this. 
Um, on November 26, 2004, uh, he, he was detained under Section 14 of the Criminal P- Procedure Act in 1995 in connection with the murders, and then they took mouth swabs for analysis. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give you... Let's do, let's do like a little, a little bit of backstory in, on Angus and Claire. Okay. So, in short, he was basically a Scottish serial killer who raped and strangled his female victims. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, getting right Not into good. it, aren't we? <laughs> um, he was born in 1945, and when he was 16 years old, he started sexually assaulting women. Oh, my God. Um, he then murdered the 8-year-old girl that I mentioned earlier, and he went to jail for murdering her. Then in 1970, he got out of jail and married a woman called Sarah Hamilton, who was... Wait, so how long was he in jail? It doesn't say, but he did... He got... Because he... he, So he went to jail for murdering this girl, and then he got out of jail. And then he lived on this place by the Royal Mile for for a few years. So that's when he became familiar with all the pubs and stuff. And then we conclusively know that in 1970, he married Sarah Hamilton. Okay. And um, she was a nurse. And then... Or she was a nurse in training, I think. And then two years later, in 1972, Sarah gave birth to a son. So I just find that incredibly, incredibly disturbing that a man like this, like, you know, like, think about the yeah, relationship. Like, like was this a good a relationship? Like, yeah. You know. Probably not. But, like, I have heard stories of, like, even on Criminal Minds and stuff like that, like, there will be people who lead normal lives outside. That's true. And their families, like, would never know. Exactly. So that just so yeah, I wonder. concerns me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was 2004 when he was finally discovered by the police in November, and they detained him in Edinburgh, and then they took him in Vermont swabs, and then after analysis, he was arrested and char- charged with the murder and rape of Christine and Helen. Um in 2007, he went to trial, and he pleaded not guilty to murder and rape. And then he blamed Gordon Hamilton, his brother-in-law, um, who died. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to conclusively oh. prove anything. He was like, yeah, it was all Gordon. Um, Wait, was there two... Was there different DNA found on each of the women? No, it was... Girls? There was isolated samples of DNA that was the same on both people. Oh, on, okay. on both Christine and Helen. Yeah. So, um... Um, in 2007, when they had the trial, um, the prosecution basically said that the women were raped, assaulted, and then strangled by Angus Sinclair, who was 62 years old, um, with the help of his brother-in-law, Gordon Hamilton, who was 22 then and has since died. And um, Sinclair, he like basically, he like put in a special defense incriminating Hamilton, and um, he also claims that any sex with the girls was with their consent. Okay. Which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying it. Yeah. So, basically what he, he said was consensual was the fact that the girls willingly joined him and his brother-in-law for a, quote, double sex session in his caravanette parked under Arthur's seat, end quote. And then he ended up in East Lothian fishing. And then Hamilton killed the girls. So okay. so he just had sex with them, and then his brother-in-law killed them. And then went fishing. And then he's like, I'm out. Yeah. First of all, wait. <laughs> so, at night, too. Like, this is like, they went out for a night out. 
And then he just night fishing. (laughs) Goes fishing. I do that all the time. (laughs) What? It's just that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, I'm not buying it. (laughs) Um so Jacqueline Ingalls, she testified, she I think she got married and she changed her name to Thompson. Like last name is Thompson. Um, Mm -hmm. she was forty seven at the time of the trial. She was a nurse. And then she told the high court in Edinburgh that she had seen both girls talking to two men in the pub. And she said, quote, what I can remember is going to the toilet, coming back, and Christine and Helen were sitting down with two men, end quote. She told the prosecutor, whose name was Alan McKay, that um, they visited seven or eight pubs before getting to World's End. So, like, that was just corroborating the story. And then she also said that Christine and Helen had indeed turned down the invitation to go to a house party, and then they stayed in the pub instead. So it's just, again, like a, yeah, that's actually what happened. Um, and then Tony said, who um, was 59 at the time, said that Christine and Helen were sitting at a table with one man and another one was standing. Um, yeah, so here, here's the sad part. Sinclair was then acquitted due to lack of evidence. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he is free. Wait, but didn't his DNA match? Yeah, but he also said that before that he consensually had oh. sex with the girls, then left to go fishing, and his brother oh, forgot about killed it. them. Oh. So that oh, was God. really, really screwed up. And I'm not okay <sighs> with it. Yeah. Um, but finally, finally, in 2014, the families got, like, they finally got the justice that they deserved when his case made legal history. When he was jailed for a minimum of 37 years, for the murder of Christine and Helen um, four decades before this event, before 2014. Ah, oh, that's just, that, that makes me so angry. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that's a long-ass time to see. <laughs> but he did... Chillin'. Yeah, I'm so mad about this. Yeah. Um, but he became one of the few people in Scotland to be retried for the same offense after the double jeopardy law was thrown out, and that was basically a law that prevents an accused person from being tried again um, on the same or similar charges following a valid acquittal, but they overturned the law and then they charged him again. And apparently this jail term was the longest ever handed out by a Scottish court. And um, so with this 37-year sentence, he will be 106 by the time he's eligible for parole. Good. Um, But... Detectives do believe that he could have killed many more people. Yeah, but not, not good. Yeah. But so, good that he can't anymore. Yep. Um, <laughs> so after after the trial, it was revealed that he was already a convicted murderer and a serial sex offender. And that he was actively serving two life sentences at another prison, I guess, when the case was brought forward. Um, oh yeah, so what I was saying before is that his first conviction was when he was in 1961 when he was 16. And he pleaded guilty to um, he he pleaded guilty to the homicide of an eight year old girl called Catherine Rehill, and he served oh he served six years in prison. Figured it out. Oh okay. Math still not uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the worst thing I've ever read. He sexually assaulted and strangled her in the family home, oh my and God. he deserved way more than six years for that. That's just yeah. absolutely terrible. Um, D- yeah. yeah. No. Awful. A- just awful. Disgusting. Um, yeah. 
So it says that here um, in one of the articles I read that in 1982, this was five years after the murder, he pleaded guilty to 11 of 13 charges, um, including the various rapes and indecent assaults committed against young girls. And then he was sentenced to life imprisonment, but then he was acquitted. Yeah. Um, Horrifying. Yeah. Really, really terrible. And then there was also another another charge for the murder of a 17-year-old girl called Mary Gall- Gallacher. Um, and this was uh, by the railway station in Glasgow in November um, of 1978, which was just 13 months after the World End murders. Did did he kill her? Was it found that he did? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did get um, charged for that. Oh, um, and he died in the prison. He was 73 years old. And he died on March 11th, 2019. Oh, wow. That, that was pretty recent. recent. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? He's, he's dead now. He can't do anything to any more people, which I'm, yeah. I'm very glad about. Um, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. So that's the end of the story, but I'm going to end on, on more of a fun fact. He died okay. on the same day that BBC's, pro, uh, BBC has a program called Crime Watch Roadshow. They, he died on the same day that they released the episode that profiled his murders. Oh my god, really? Which I thought, like, that's kind that's of funny. so weird. Yeah. yeah. Coincidence. Basically. So yeah, that was it. Wild. That was, that's my story. And Yay. it's a lot. <laughs> it's just it a, a lot. Drive. It was a wild And I hated it, it, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like, like, I was researching all of these things, and I was like, this sequence of events is just so completely insane yeah. that it happened. Like, and this man like was tried, and then he was acquitted, and then luckily the laws were overturned, and he could be tried again. Which, yeah. you know, thank thank God for that. Honestly, like, imagine if that hadn't happened, he was like free, roaming the streets Disgusting. before he died. I don't yeah. think my mom would have let me go to school here. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Um. No, I was, it was really funny. So, um, the, the pub is, it's on, it's on, um, the Royal Mile, which is, you know, it's like one of the, the biggest streets. Like I've been there multiple times before. It's not a terribly long walk from, from my home. Did you go um, to the pub? Yes. Yeah, so I was planning on going to the pub, um, either today or yesterday. And then I ended up not going cause it's exam season and I was studying wow. in the library for six hours. Um, Rude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Get them grades, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Uh, yeah, but I called my mom and I was like, so I'm thinking of going to like, just see what this pub looks like. And she was like, why? And so then I told her like uh, a brief little summary of, of the world's end murders. And she was like, is he caught? Is he dead? And I was like, yeah, he, he's, he's dead now. Don't worry. He, he died. He died in March of this year. So we are safe. Uh, because I, I usually like she listens to podcasts too about like um, I, I think I got her into Crime Junkie oh really but yeah I did get her into that one um, yeah so she she's been like constantly complaining to me about you know the, the cases that aren't solved yeah those are yeah frustrating yeah really really frustrating so especially when they like definitely could be solved but the police are just really stupid about it yes i know yeah. here i can't say that to these guys they really did try 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm very yeah. proud they of the tracking. They did it. They did a lot of interviews. Yeah, that's imagine being that poor like intern who has to go through that filing cabinet and like find the claims and like oh god yeah yeah <laughs> ouch um yeah all right that was it for life today updates, let's do some life updates and on a on lighter note i think you should start because you're on vacation and you probably have a more exciting life than i do <laughs> well yes i am back home i went black friday shopping today yes do you get anything I- yeah, I got probably way too much. <laughs> oh, okay, haul. I got a lot though. I don't know if anyone's gonna want to listen to it. Well, I want to listen got. to it. So, well, all right then. I got um a like three dollar pair of leggings, which was great. Okay, we stand that. <laughs> um, I got like a black and white plaid skirt with like a green um sweater for Christmas. I think I'm gonna wear. It Ooh, send me pictures. Yeah. That sounds cute. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? I got a couple pairs of jeans. Okay, that's a necessity. And that's my favorite Black Friday thing ever. Is when yeah, you get, like, jeans amazing. on sale. Because uh, they're usually so expensive. I know. It sucks. The worst. <laughs> yeah. And then I got another sweater that's gray and white striped. It's so cute. Oh, and so into that. Just, like, a kind of plainish long sleeve shirt with, like, a tie in the front. Because I have, like, these cute red leggings that I wear. Ooh, that sounds cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then me and um, Kayla, our friend, we got the same mug, and it says, My Kind of Guy, and it's a gingerbread man. Oh my god, I love it. That's so iconic. I don't know. I know. It's amazing. I'm just going to, like, bring it to the dining center from now on. Oh, please, thank you. That's it. it. That's everything. I know, right? I was so happy about it. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm sitting with Diggy right now. Yes, Diggy the goodest he was boy. Being a very bad boy and trying to eat the carpet the whole no, time. No, goodest boy. Speaking, so sorry if you heard my beanbag rustling. <laughs> um, and I got to listen to some morbid podcast. I love morbid podcast. Yes, I know. I'm from Massachusetts too. I love that. <laughs> I really yeah. do love that. On my I way back to Massachusetts, I was listening to them. That was fun. Get in the spirit of home. Which I um, was listening to their episode on the lake bottom but bottom i yeah i don't oh is that the yeah. like in sweden that you're telling me about yeah i okay. want you to do the case yeah it's very interesting to me i'll do it i'll do it one of these days maybe yeah, so... maybe january because i'm doing serial killers again in january or but oh, true, yeah. true crime in january <laughs> i need you. to come up yeah i need a new true crime story for next next week hmm. but yeah so just chilling now yeah. oh i love that for you honestly <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you, by the way. (laughs) Um, Today, I was meant to be studying. So I went to the library in the morning. um, Mm -hmm. And I had plans with one of my friends uh, because she was getting a tattoo. Um, And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll go with you and get a piercing. Um, So I... She she was like, oh, I'm going to the library because we had we had a project that we had to turn in. So she went there, printed out, and I met her at the library. And then I was meant to be studying, and then we ended up talking <laughs> for a couple hours instead. <laughs> like, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, and then it was so we were supposed to get there at like three thirty, so I could because okay, another tangent. Um, the last <laughs> time I wanted to get a piercing impulsively, I kind of went like an hour and a half before close, and. 
they were like, yeah, we're not going to be able to take you today because there is one piercer and she's junior and she's very overwhelmed. So we can't oh, take okay. you. So then I had to go like later. So I was like, you know, better safe than sorry. Like might as well go two and a half hours before closing time. So then they can't say no to me because it's two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> and if they say no, that's just like bad business, honestly. Um, yeah, true. So we were meant to leave at like 2.40 to get there on time. Um, and then we left at one o'clock because neither of us are getting any work done. <laughs> Why and, not? Yeah, honestly. So we're like, yeah, let's just stop by the Christmas market for a little bit, see if we can get some presents oh, for people. I'm so jealous. Um, and then we ended up going to one of the art museums. Just oh because so it was jealous. open. So we did that. Um, just and for then, fun. Yeah, just for fun. And then I, we, went, we walked over to the tattoo place, and there was a line, but it like moved really fast, I guess. Which is odd, though, because, like, I put... So you have to, like, fill out a form and stuff, and then I, like, have a stack, and that's how they, like, take people. And mm-hmm. there were people there who were, like, in the place before me, but I was, like... She called my name before, so I was kind of confused. Did you, like, finish your paperwork before that? Maybe. I don't see how it was, like, a lot, though. It was just, like, checking off boxes that are, like, do you have any conditions that we need to know about? Oh. Yeah, it was odd. I don't know. Um, yeah, so then I was like, hey, I'd like my nose pierced, and, um... It's, like, a super cool place. Like, if you're ever in Edinburgh and you want to get a tattoo or a piercing, I would highly recommend Devil's Scribe. It's great. Ooh, that's a fun name. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, like, they're super chill. Like, the person who did my piercing today, she did my other one as well. And she's, she's like, great. Like, she calls you dude, and she's, like, all right, dude. <laughs> that's I it. That. Like, it's It's everything. Like, they just Amazing. make you feel so comfortable and, like, at ease and, like, I don't know. It's it's sweet. It's a sweet place. I liked it, and it's like yeah, super clean me... stuff too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You sent me like a Snapchat of you, and you had your nose pierced, and I was like, oh my god, did I just like how long has this been there? And I just like an hour. <laughs> just like an hour. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, I did that to my flatmate too. I sent her a Snapchat, and like then she, funny story. She knocked on my door today, and she was like, hey, do you have any toothpaste? Oh my god, you got your nose pierced. <laughs> amazing yeah it looks really good though thank you I was like kind of nervous about it though because so my mom told me like there's I don't, I don't want to call it like a horror story but like kind of a horror story about my aunt getting her nose pierced and she had to get oh, pierced God. twice because like it like didn't heal properly or something like that so oh. I was like oh like I really hope it looks good because like I don't know I guess my mom was like if you have like a longer nose like it looks good and I was like do I have a long nose or not um <laughs> But then I went in there and she was like, oh my God, this is going to look so good on you. I feel it. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, it was just a great feeling. I love that. Yeah, it does. It, I love it. Thank you. Did it hurt? Honestly, like it, like, it was like an initial, like, pinch. And then, like, it doesn't hurt as much. Like, my, my, oh, really? my, my helix hurt more, which I thought, like, a nose piercing was going to hurt more. Because, like, they do, because yeah. they do say, like, when you first get it pierced, your eye will water. Uh, and like that's yeah. just like the response to it but then like after that I was completely fine oh you're right so your eyes did water yeah just just uh, like okay. the one on the side that you get oh, your nose just pierced. The one. yeah just the one <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> funny so she like gave me like a little tissue and she's like this is for your eye I was like cool thanks <laughs> yeah your one eye <laughs> yeah the other one like doesn't water it's just the one yeah that's so funny yeah that was yeah. my day. I That's was funny. meant to be studying. It took me an absurdly long time, like far too long, too long that I, I shouldn't even be admitting this to anyone. 
uh, it took me so long to figure out what a hydride ion was. I was like, how yeah, do you add an is. electron to hydrogen? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, that was just a weak moment for me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Um, happy late Thanksgiving, everyone. Oh, yeah. Happy Black Friday. Ooh, happy Black Friday. <laughs> Get them deals. <laughs> happy exam season. Ugh, not happy exam season. Sad exam season. <laughs> exam season. Stressed yeah. exam season. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. That's Don't right. even remind me. <laughs> my, oh, my God. My philosophy. Okay, so we were going to have just, like, an essay as our final for philosophy right and I was like mm-hmm. okay like I hate writing essays but like fine at least I don't have to like sit for the final yeah but she changed it so now it's like a 10 minute TED talk that we have to give oh how about we cancel and that I want to cry a little bit yeah so. I don't blame you that sounds I'm really stressed. horrendous <laughs> yeah damn <laughs> oh but she said we could do it with someone so I'm gonna make you be in it Sonia oh perfect <laughs> If it's Wait, not eight minutes, just I'm gonna try in? and figure it out. Well, see, that's what I was wondering because, like, she said it can't be just audio. So I was yes, like, no, shit. Have, but then I was like, what if I just like set you me. up? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She's gonna be like, does this girl have no IRL friends? <laughs> <laughs> she has to call her friend halfway across the world. Hey, I think you get extra points for having someone from Scotland be in your presentation. I feel like, yeah, and I would just be talking about how animals are treated badly so you know fun no stuff. like no joke if you want to facetime me i'll be in your presentation I will. <laughs> i'll be in touch yeah. so for those of you out there listening if you're not in college this is what college feels like don't do it don't do college kids <laughs> no you do college if you want to do don't college. do it don't do college <laughs> if you don't want to do college follow your hopes and dreams <sighs> yeah i guess so i'm trying to be supportive support that <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fun times. Fun times. Oh. So I guess that is it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for Thank you. sitting through all of this. Oh yeah. Mess. Give us feedback too. Yes, please. Do. Like, leave us a review. Get DM us. Email us. I would oh, love it. We will if be so happy. At thegrimpodcast at gmail dot com, or our Instagram at grimpodcast. Um, we have a Facebook, but I don't know how to use it. So oh yeah, same. It's probably just under Grim Podcast. If you know how to use Facebook, I don't know. <laughs> um, Hi, we're from Gen Z. <laughs> we don't know what Facebook is. I have zero idea what Facebook is. <laughs> if we're gonna be real here, Honestly, all I know is it same. steals your information. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't steal it because apparently you agree to it in the beginning, right? Yeah, something like that. That was like the big oh, scandal. Yeah, hate it. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so we will see you guys all next week for a true crime from me oh my god i'm so excited (laughs) bye friends